You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And it's Itchiversary. <laughs> it is. That's awesome. It is. We've been doing this for 18 years now. Today. That's right. As this drops. <laughs> the Itch is a legal adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've we've always joked, uh, you know, the last couple of years, it's like, hey, when we started our show, kids that are now attending our college that we went to <laughs> were four years old when, when they started. Well, now these suckers weren't even born when they were attending. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Casey likes to remind us of our, our impending mortality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I think the last time I thought about that, they were in like kindergarten yeah when, exactly. when we started the show and and you're right now they would have been not born when we started the show back in 2004 <laughs> <laughs> correct that's nuts so we've had uh, we still got to do the, the math is hard but i think we did decide that from now on we're just going to say you know we've been the itch for 18 years but yeah, six, 16 and a half or so have included a radio show and almost two have included a podcast. Yep, exactly that. So February 22nd, 2004, we uh, were on the air. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically we we started forming before that, but we uh, we didn't do our first show until then. So the itch was much different back then, actually. Uh, <laughs> weren't there like six of us to start with? Yeah, yes, there was. There, there was, was six. There was five. Actually. And then plus and plus okay. rich. Yeah. Yeah, because we had like uh, a couple of guests. Like Jeremy was n- not a guest, but like we had a, a bunch of influencers, I should say, <laughs> that were around us that also contributed bands and and music to the show. But it was mainly the five of us. So when we first started, myself and Casey were the first ones to work at the radio station eighty nine one FM KCLC, which is Linwood Station, on a freshman year, and then. I believe Aaron, you started your sophomore year or in work and learn or. Um, I, I mean, think, I think I was doing the radio in some capacity, okay. you know, the whole time, but I might not have like connected with you guys until, well, probably my sophomore year. Yeah. Because I believe I was a year ahead of you guys, or at least I don't know. No, well, I think, see, I, now we're so old that time yeah, yeah, is no. a blur and I don't know what happened when anymore. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if, if my memory is right, uh, we all, we all started at the same time, but then you and Dan had work and learn at, in the cafeteria. Yeah. And then I know that's where I, I met a few of you guys there. I started at the radio station and then Dan was able to join the second half of that semester. If, if I'm not mistaken, I met Kevin in the, uh, working at the cafeteria and I, know, so I, I, yeah. I knew Brad from high school. Yes. Um, and so we started the show, we had five people and we felt that you know, if there was more people, it would just be easier to run, which did not, it was not the case. <laughs> we made a lot of mistakes at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not that having those guys was a mistake, but the concept of it being easier to run. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause when we pitched the show, like for one, it was, it was very nerve wracking because we pitched the show to uh, the general manager, which was Mike wall and the uh, program director, which was rich Reigard and, and Reigard was known for being a hard ass. And Wall was somewhat of a somewhat. I think it would be fair to call him like a St. Louis radio legend. Legend, yes, yeah. definitely. And so exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and not only that, but like there, there was not good uh, examples or good uh, precedents set by specialty shows prior to us pitching this because the previous rock specialty show that was on the air was pulled off the air because they played an illicit song that got them booted. So we just felt like it was an uphill battle. We wanted to kind of prove ourselves in the radio station first before we even tried to, uh, you know, pitch the show. Yeah. And I think, you know, being down at the radio station for my entire freshman year and basically becoming the sports board op for like every possible event that we ran, whether it be high school sports or Linda Wood sports, uh, which you you joined me and relieved me of some of that some of that <laughs> duties for a little bit, but uh, can you uh, just for anybody listening who doesn't know much about radio, can you 
give a quick explanation of what a board op is? So a board op is the uh, unfortunate bastard that, <laughs> <laughs> that has to sit in the studio and make sure that the broadcast is on the air. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that control the board. So like, you know, when the studio goes back to commercial or they go to liners or halftime show and do like news updates and stuff, that's that's the, the jackass in the studio. <laughs> So that guy was yeah. KC for a while, for a and long myself. time, for a long, and then for for quite <laughs> yeah. a while. Yeah. I never did the sports stuff. I was exclusively a morning or afternoon show uh, guy yeah. until and after the itch. Well, and so. and to be honest, I it, we did a lot of cool shit with that because there was a lot of times when we would have two high school football games basically going simultaneously, and like there'd be one at one location, and then we'd switch over, and then we'd do another one and then <laughs> it, it, it'd be crazy that we, it was a great experience for us because it was our first time being on the radio period. And I, I cause I remember specifically my first time was doing a halftime broadcast and just kind of going over scores and highlights and stuff for, for sports around the area. And I was so nervous just reading this crap. And it was just, it was just nice to get it out from under you and know that people are still listening, but not enough that really matters and not people that are going to give a crap if you can't announce scores, you know? Right. Yeah. And I'll never forget being down at the radio station, you know, by myself as a freshman, just kind of doing work and learn, which was just a little, little job to help pay for some tuition. But, uh, Mike, uh, needed a board op for one of the, the, the I started my first board op I ever did was for the Lindenwood football team. So I didn't even start out small with the high school stuff. They, I learned from, uh, from Charlie majors, <laughs> the high school stuff, and then ran the board for the, the college games with Charlie and, and Brendan Weesey. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was really interesting. Shout out to Weesey. I always liked that guy, but I never really got to know him. <laughs> They had some awesome people that worked in the sports department. That's another reason why I didn't mind doing it. Cause they just like, you just felt like some of them were going to make it. And if not, they were great people to work with anyway. So it didn't matter. Can I, so I'm on a voice. I have a couple of regrets about my college experience or looking back. One of them was never becoming Lyndon Woods music director, because I think I would have slayed that job. And two, <laughs> and yeah. two um, is I never really got to know outside of just being in class with most of the other radio and sports guys, aside from you, basically you guys. Yeah. So there was a, a whole bunch of them. And now years later, all of us are in a baseball league, a fantasy <laughs> baseball league with a, a good chunk of those dudes. Yeah. And they're fantastic guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just awesome dudes, like to this day. And I'm like, how I really wish I would have actually spent time trying to get to know you back then and building that relationship. But, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Just a huge, huge shout out to the sports department of Lindenwood University circa 2004 ish. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. 2004 to, through 2007. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So lo and behold, we were given a radio show. Five guys. We actually had four in the studio. We put one in the, the what was called the news studio because there was just way too many people in the, in the major studio. And there's only three mics. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, it was it was an interesting experience because like Kevin didn't talk until it was time for news. And then basically we just spent minutes just making fun of him like that was it was horrible. Like, it, I don't it was, know it was why, I, it's no reason. It's it's no wonder why he didn't like stick around on the show. Like, I, why am I going to sit here and get made fun of for five minutes every damn show? Screw this. Do you remember the year we had him come back for an anniversary? Yes. And, and pretend that he. Had to, it was catching up on he had all to the catch news up from for like five years or however like long it was. Years of news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he yeah, came back great. like thinking it was the same time as when he left. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a good bit. We don't do bits that often, but that was a good bit. <laughs> and then we had Brad that was on the show. So they, you know, they just basically it didn't. School didn't work out for either one of them, and we continued doing the show without them. But. If I will say that, you know, if it wasn't for the itch founding members, I still don't think that we would have gotten the show because I think just knowing that there was five people that were considered responsible at the time, I think that helped push the decision over the edge and, and give us the show. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it also didn't didn't hurt that uh, the previous uh, time slot that that held our show uh, just quit showing up and was never to be heard from again. <laughs> that vanished. <laughs> that will never. That call will never. Uh, I'll never forget that call, dude. Casey called me from the radio station. He's like, "Hey, you'll never guess what happened." It's like, "What, man? Blues from the basement is no longer coming in. They just got canceled." We should totally go for that that radio show, that, yes. that radio slide. I was like, "Let's do it!" Yes. <laughs> totally canceled. Mike came in and and specifically told me, "Hey, don't play any more blues from the basement promos." Uh, okay. Can I ask why? Because <laughs> uh, they're canceled. They're canceled. <laughs> yes, awesome. I'm like, all right, fair enough. I will not play any more blues from the basement promos. Yeah, and then you turn around and call me. Yeah. And then we started our pitch. Yeah, because I, you know, I don't think we could have asked for any better time. It's like Sunday night; like it was just perfect. We we kind of knew everything just fell in place. Yeah, it really was. So one of my favorite things at the time it was actually kind of one of my favorite things that we did. But then looking back, it was like we put way too much thought and work into that, and it was kind of stupid. But we would have we all five of us, and then some of our other buddies too would have powwows. Yep. Every week to predetermine all 30 to 40 tracks that we were going to play on that week's show. We would write them out. We would burn CDs that allow them to just play on, you know, continually. And and we we, went further than that. We actually looked up all the lyrics to every song. We would highlight the songs that actually needed editing. And then we would print out the lyrics for the the songs and highlight the words that needed editing for our friend that was doing the editing. Yes. Which was Kevin. We put yeah. in so when and we still appreciate Kevin for that early editing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. He was amazing. Like he set the trend for us. Like he was amazing. And I, I still to this day wish I would have learned how to do it as well as he did. Yeah. And yeah. so I don't know how long it was before we realized we didn't need to do it that way. But there's a <laughs> there's a folder one of you guys has that is two yeah. folders. Two years. No, it was two oh, years. It was, it was we did it years. like that for two years. Yeah. Two years. And, and you have the files to back up somewhere. Or at least you did yeah. for a long time. Yeah, so the list, every playlist that we ever had in there for that time period. Until finally, we were, we were one day. I don't know how it happened, but we we're like, why don't we just bring in our CDs and play whatever we want? Aside yeah. from the edited part, but well, not no, just, actually, not just that's that. Not Dan, how it happened. Yeah, Dan. Dan decided he wanted because Dan loves his spreadsheets and his organiza- <laughs> his organizational <laughs> skills. We we put those to the test, and one one semester when we were no, it was a winter break. Yeah, that's well, that's what I'm saying. One one winter break coming back um from one semester to the other he categorized the entire yeah so what i did was basically i I took so every show we put together two cds and we would just play the show from beginning to end on the album so like we wouldn't skip tracks we would just start from track one that was going to be the the song that we played like for instance our first song we ever played on our show was metallica's fade to black and so that was track one on the disc and then it just went next track, next track, next track. And, and real quick story, sidetrack. The reason why Metallica's Fade to Black uh, was the first track played on our show is because one of my favorite radio stations of all time in St. Louis was a radio station called Extreme Radio, 104.1 Extreme Radio. And their last song that they played on the radio before they went off air was Metallica's Fade to Black. And so it was kind of an honor and an ode to them that we're picking up where they left off. And yeah, I feel yeah. like I've done that for 18 years. So thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember we had the time when we would do that with the two CDs. And then we evolved to where we started making basically like best ofs. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was quite a process. Yeah. And that was a huge thing, too. Like, so this is, you know, Napster and all that existed. And iTunes maybe at some point was in its infancy at the end. I don't really remember. Probably not even then. But we didn't have streaming services and things like now. And so. You know, we had our own CDs and nobody was buying the Walmart censored versions either. So we had to edit stuff if (laughs) if we wanted it to be clean enough to play. Yeah. And that was the thing is that every bit of music that we played was from our own our our own collection. So that was the other part of the process that we literally would take our CDs to Kevin. He would rip them 
edit them if necessary, and then throw them all on that one disc. And so after two years of having all these discs, what I did was I, I went through and I uh, basically created a table contents for eight, every disc. Mm-hmm. And then I also kept, <laughs> and then I also basically put like, okay, if you want to listen to Metallica, these are the songs that we have, and this is what disc they're on. And not, not just that, but we also categorize them from a heavy band, a medium band, and a light band. Did yes, we really? Like, Holy yes. cow. <laughs> like your radio stations did back then. So like a heavy band would be like, you know, a band that you play in heavy rotation, you know, a band that you play all the time. Uh, you like, know, so like, like some Metallica. of our favorites. Yeah, yes. well, we, were, we, were, back then. we were copying ourselves after actual radio station formats because yes. the yeah. wood, the KCLC, the wood has that same thing of heavy, medium and light and they kill songs off. And then there's kind of the what do they call the ones that are just kind of in the archives that pop up now and then? recurrent recurrent yeah Yeah. and so we were kind of trying to do the same thing just in our smaller world also we just knew who we really liked and who we were just mild fans of and so (laughs) (laughs) so you know it's funny like just thinking about that and thinking about the bands that we had labeled as heavy back then and, and some of our favorite bands back then and then now thinking about what our favorite bands are now like 20 18 years later it's crazy how different it is. Would you guys agree that your your favorites have, have changed dramatically? Yeah, I would say. I would say so. Uh, yeah. If I think about it, I would say that like the almost all of the bands that I was the most into at that time are not anywhere close to the top of my radar today. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. Um, you know, because one of my favorite bands back when we started the show it was Metallica. And, and one of the reasons why is because for one, that was the first band that I'd ever seen live. I saw them. Uh, and, and so by the time we started our show in 2004, it would also the band that I had seen the most live. Mm, I had yeah. seen them three or no, four times by that time. Um, and so, yeah, it was just I mean, I love Metallica. I like if if Primus didn't get the Primus you know, time because they don't get the radio play, we probably would have been playing Metallica once every episode. Yeah, and I think I think the reason why you didn't do that is you didn't want to completely copy Extreme Radio and do the mandatory Metallica thing. That's exactly why. Uh, so we <laughs> we we did Primus instead because <laughs> we yeah. just we feel like we just felt like Primus didn't get the radio play, and so that was actually part of our show from day one was making sure that we played a Primus song every week. Yep. And then once we got an extensive Primus library, we actually turned it into let's not repeat Primus all year. And that was, I mean, we still do that to this day. That was, that's been a lot of fun. That's probably one of my favorite segments of the show, to be honest. <laughs> yes. Okay. So as a little treat for ourselves and for, for listeners, a little memory lane kind of thing, we actually went back and pulled out the, uh, the sheets of our first few episodes. And so just to kind of hear, here's where the itch was in 2004 in our music taste. Uh, I believe Dan is going to run down that very first episode that we had. <laughs> is that correct? Yeah, I'll run the first disc. So we start off with Metallica's Fade to Black, Alice in Chains with Wood. We played Stain Suffocate, Incubus New Skin, Linkin Park Numb, The Urge Closer, Seven Dust Live Again, Godsmack Realign, System of a Down Spiders, Deftones Digital Bath, Smashing Pumpkins 1979, Chevelle Closure, Tool Lateralis. And from there, one of the things that we also felt was very, very important to include was classic rock, because we knew when we started the show where our music was influenced from. So we wanted to make sure that we had what we called a classic rock block. And so from there, we played ACDC Thunderstruck, which was a shout out to Rich, the uh, program director of the radio station, who gave us his entire ACDC music collection for the show. Yes. We also played Leonard Skinner's Simple Man, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, the classic rock block was kind of my contribution at the time because uh, I was a, I was a huge classic rock guy, and we were we were just trying to to hit up all genres of music and and play different things that other stations may or may not have played because we we had the capability to play B sides, which was uh, a really cool thing, <laughs> which yeah. we still love doing all the time. <laughs> Yes. And we feel that it's one thing that sets us apart from other radio stations. All right. So disc two, we had Pearl Jam Black, Stone Temple Pilots Plush, Blindside, All of Us, Power Man 5000 with Organized, (laughs) 311, Creatures for a While, Lost Prophets, Shinobi versus Dragon Ninja, 
Ozzy Osbourne, No More Tears. <laughs> Breaking Benjamin with Home. Disturbed, Remember. Trapped with Echo. Probably the only time it was ever played on our show. <laughs> we disown it. <laughs> Close it out with Megadeth. Uh, foreclosure of a dream. Yeah, because we saw them live after that. Yeah. That's exactly like, why. Yeah. I do like the Metallica to open Megadeth to close is also that kind was, of a that was like also a nice, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was also because it, it the name of the song was Foreclosure of a Dream. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was our dream to have the radio show. Yes. So that's kind of why we played that. So based on that list, um, you know, it was kind of the the ending peak of the rap rock era. So yes, you had bands like trapped and uh, the lost prophets and <laughs> bands we loved that, our, our, that new metal, you know, yeah, Godsmack yeah. is yes. in there and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Breaking Benjamin. Breaking Benjamin was like everybody's favorite in St. Louis around that time in terms of rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were huge. I, I still remember like getting the single to so cold. So like I almost like right around the time it was just barely released and we played mm-hmm. the crap out of it. Yeah. We yeah. were so excited. So we were. Yeah. Right. It was that's really interesting though. Like I, I hear some bands in there that you got some legends like Pearl Jam and stuff like that. And well, obviously the classic rock artists, they're always gonna get played forever. You got some bands that, you know, we continually play, like Deftones are never going out of style. <laughs> That right. kind of thing. And then you got yeah. some that you can kind of tell. Well, you can't necessarily tell. But then as I hear it, I'm like, that was one that I brought to the table and was really <laughs> into at the time. That was one that Dan was super into at the time. And like, you know, you could see where our personal flavor was. <laughs> I do agree. But what's crazy about this list is that we obviously have great taste in music because <laughs> most of these bands continued making music and were very successful for years so yeah i I think we were fucking spot on (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point and some of the ones i know some of the ones that i brought to you know really pushed for weren't on that first episode but uh would would get some rotation later on i think do we ready ready for the next bit of this yes all right so the other thing we wanted to do was we have each come to the table today with uh three i believe bands that we were that we were really into at this time that were, were definitely our bands when we were creating those playlists. And then three bands that we are more into now, um, where they may or may not be the same. I'm pretty sure they're going to be entirely different for each of us. (laughs) They are for me anyway. Yeah. You mean different from when we started or different from each other? My three, my list of then and now are entirely different. Oh yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Well, and you know, and it's funny because like it's, uh, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, music is, is is cyclical because like, I feel like we're coming back around this whole new metal, like, uh, you know, rap rock kind of scene again. Yep. It's all one big cycle. Yep. All right. So who wants to dive into their three, uh, three from the past first? Well, I'll go ahead and start since uh, we already kind of talked about Metallica. Um, Yeah. Metallica is by far my favorite one. So I made sure that I tried to play as much Metallica as possible. I still do, but you know, it, I loved them. And it was the first probably rock band that I truly got into. And it was for one, it was the first album that I, uh, that was bought for me. First CD when I was 13 was load. And so unlike most Metallica fans, I'm actually a huge fan of load and reload because I have different memories and different, uh, you know, associations with that album than other people, obviously. So, yeah, I, I absolutely loved Metallica. I loved them. I saw them at 98. I saw them in 2000. I saw them in 2002. I saw them in 2003. And so when we started the show, my whole world was Metallica. <laughs> like I had, I had posters, T-shirts. I still have like 14 T-shirts. Or I was going to say, yeah, I, yeah I, right. I remember you yeah. wearing Metallica T-shirts literally the whole time I've known you all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I can't say that my that I have fallen out of. Well, yeah, I did. Actually, St. Anger happened. That's what happened. Uh, shortly, Anger happened. shortly after we started our show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Like, because <laughs> I believe we got released. I believe we got it for free from the radio station. <laughs> oh, hold on. It's just the appropriate, appropriate when, price. I, I got to find out. When that was released, because I'm almost positive it's exactly what fucking happened. Uh, like, this is my favorite band, my favorite band. They're like, hey, St. Anger. I'm like, nope. nope. Uh, <laughs> fuck that. 
Yeah. Saint Anger was released in uh, 2003. Okay. 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 So I think we still got a copy from the radio station. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I I was still in love with them. I I just chose to ignore Saint Anger at the time, and so that's and I mean, still it, do. It, yeah. I yeah exactly. <laughs> but they they haven't been releasing music at a rate that most of the other bands that I love have. And so I just, it's not necessarily that I've fallen out of love that they're not necessarily, you know, one of my favorite bands. They still are. It's just more so that other people are releasing music and I like new music. So I'm going to go with people that are releasing music. All right. That's that's kind of one reason why. And that's kind of the same for system of a down system of a down was another band that I absolutely loved. Like I, they're right up there with Metallica. I, you know, especially in 2004 because they were just getting ready to release hypnotize and mesmerize Mm -hmm. and they had just released still this album and like so we were playing all kinds of songs from steal this album because you weren't hearing them on the radio and so i was super excited to start playing all that stuff but that's just another thing like they just kind of quit i don't know they went on hiatus for 15 years and so (laughs) you know i'm not gonna I, I still listen to them, but there's only so many times you can hear a song after 15 years and, you know, you're ready to hear more. Yeah, different stuff. That, that totally makes sense. I mean, the two songs that they released last year were great. And Serge Tanky and solo stuff is OK. Darren Lakey and solo stuff was crap. But <laughs> yeah, Serge, is, they just they just don't have that chemistry unless they're playing music together. They're just not that yeah. good on their own. Right. Yeah. So, so by calling it quits when they did, basically, they kind of like cemented themselves as like a nostalgia band for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause they're, I see they, rock now at this point. Right? Yeah. Cause there's yeah. not, well, yeah. Cause there's, <laughs> you didn't have anything new to keep up with the band. So it was just like, oh, yeah. I remember that old system album <laughs> <laughs> at <Yeah>. some point. <laughs> yeah. And so that would be the second band, would definitely be System of a Down. And the third band, so the third band that I felt that I brought to the table that I was a huge fan of was Head P.E. Uh, when they released their album Broke, I, I just fell in love with it. I really did associate with the lyrics and, and I saw them live. I was I was huge, huge fan. They, I dealt, That was another band that I felt didn't get enough radio play uh, other than their one, you know, their big hits like Bartender and stuff like that. But uh, so when we had the chance, I definitely was playing the crap out of Head P.E. until they released only in America. And I, I hated that album. I went and saw them live after they released it. They played nothing but only in America. And I, I just really, I, I was so turned off by that. I I didn't start. I didn't even actually acknowledge head PE existed until about 2014. <laughs> so you took a 10 year break. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Cause like, once I figured out that because I think they had released Evolution, maybe it was earlier than that, because I, I realized that they released like Truth Rising, New World Orphans and Insomnia. And I actually liked those albums. I thought and, and ba- Back to Base X was a great album, too. But I didn't know about those albums for years. Like we didn't start replaying them on the show until maybe 2012. Yeah. And, and you know, now I've I've fallen back in love with them because I felt that he has grown as an artist and that they uh, they've just kind of merged into whatever well for one whatever the hell they want to be um but he he's just he's just i think he's grown as an artist and and just learned how to do what he can with what he's got which if you want to go back in the archives we have a whole episode on head pe which we dive deeper into exactly what dan's touching on right here yeah so i mean they're not i wouldn't say that they're my favorite band now i definitely wouldn't miss a concert and i definitely won't you know skip out on hearing new music from them but which there was a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just not the same. You know, it, yeah. it's, I, I don't get, I don't know. It's, it's so weird that one album can burn you on a band so bad. <laughs> well, depending like this, on what it is. Yeah. And that's, Actually, I mean, that's exactly what happened though. That kind of leads into, into mine. Now that you mentioned that, if that's all right. Yeah, that's fine. We, we can start with, you know, the past and then go into the future later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite, favorite band in high school going into college was P.O.D. I loved me some fundamental elements of Southtown and 
all things that surrounded it. I love that they were a rock band that got played on TRL next to all the pop stuff. And I was like, they're representing the rock stuff. <laughs> and then also most of what I had come out of listening to was going to be stuff that could qualify as Christian rock. And POD was a band of faith. And that, you know, was bonus points there. Interestingly enough, they started falling off for me soon after we started the show because they released their self-titled payable on death album which uh the follow-up to satellite and we've talked about this before in an episode as well but satellite was huge and was fantastic casey and i just saw them perform it start to finish last year and it was a great experience even now payable on death it had a few good tracks but something about the production just felt flat and it just didn't feel anywhere close to the same as satellite and for the few number of years that they were my all time favorite, like ever since that album, I don't, I don't pay that much attention to them aside from, aside from going back to see that nostalgic satellite tour. Do you think that payable on death? Cause like I always, it's, it's me and you have such weird, like uh, opposite tastes sometimes. Cause like I always liked payable on death because I felt it was more of a reggae album. Uh, yeah. A little bit. I, and I don't mind it being more reggae. It, that wasn't the part that bothered me. I just okay something about how the sound was mixed just didn't feel like it had energy. Which, like, if you listen to fundamental elements and stuff like that, like it just you can feel the energy in that album. And this one just felt like stiff, and and the riffs just weren't as I don't know cool and big to me sounding. And and they explored with reggae a lot off and on throughout the rest of their albums too. And some of their reggae tracks are some of their best tracks, but uh, I just personally didn't find most of them were on that album. So that's where they started to fall off. I didn't really get back into them until 2012's Murdered Love, which was one of my favorite albums of theirs. And I, I'll say that. I will say that Murdered Love was uh, a step forward again after all, all that stuff. So they're still around here and there. And like, I'll give it a listen once in a while. But I don't kind of like what you said with Head P.E. is like, I don't it's not a big deal to me when a P.O.D. album comes out anymore. It's just a thing. And I'll check it out and find a couple tracks that are cool. And that's fine. <laughs> but my other two. Uh, these three or they were like a a trifecta together like they were buddies they were tour mates there was a tour called the warriors tour that i saw in 1999 in high school and it was pod project 86 and blindside and so when we first started the itch those were probably the three biggest bands that i was still pushing project was like my sentimental favorite at the time i loved his yelling about things about truthful things and stuff that I really, and, and this bizarre poetry that he had. And I liked that Blindside was Swedish and he had a funny accent. Uh, <laughs> and I liked that all those bands were buddies. And so, um, yeah. Project was a band that I, I loved playing because I had never heard of them. Yeah, that's true. Didn't, didn't know, like know of any place that they were getting airplay. Um, so it just, yeah, it was, it was, it was unique. And I always loved that feeling. Project had a brush with greatness very briefly. So, you know, POD signs with Atlantic. They became a big deal. If I remember right, it was Atlantic. Project yeah. 86 also signed with Atlantic, probably being found out through POD. And their experience with the major label was miserable. In fact, and so <laughs> much so that the album, the album that they wrote, while on the label is pretty much about how much they feel like they've sold out and hate being on the label. <laughs> right. And then like the album afterwards, they kept on like, it get really like hurt them deeply. <laughs> and so they wrote about it for a long time. And as such, like their experience as a major label band was really brief and not very profitable. And so, yeah, they were very much like under the radar for that reason. And I liked that band up until the original lineup started falling apart. Like I used to buy Andrew Schwab, the singer, he wrote poetry books and I used to buy yep. those and read those and stuff. Yep. But at some point their guitarist, original guitarist, drummer and bassist all left in a succession of a few years. And uh, I think it was around 08 because they had an album called rival factions where they sort of went like new wave and I hated it at the time. And now I actually kind of love it. <laughs> it's one of my favorites of them. <laughs> and one of the only ones I go back to regularly. But they, they they were my guys for a long time, but not so much anymore. I still I do like that you guys still play like Fall Goliath and some stuff like that once yep. in a while. Yeah, but it, they're just they aren't the same band anymore. At least P.O.D. is the same band now that they were then. <laughs> Project is just like Schwab's vanity thing. P.O.D. kind of went up and down, though. They had some ma- band members go leave and come back. And so, I mean, yeah. they 
they kind of are the same band, but they they took a different trip to get there. Oh, that's a great point. That was the one. The other thing about the Payable on Death album, that was the album after Marcos left, ah, and they had Jason Truby sense. as a different guitarist, and that probably had a lot to do with it because I just don't think he was the right fit for them. And then Marcos came back, and they've been doing that ever since. And then the third guy's Blindside. They had two albums in like I don't know, oh two ish that I really enjoyed and they had some success as well. And then they sort of fell off the map. Like they just kind of quit making stuff at least very regularly. It'd be like really sporadic. They put something out. And so I was like, I can't keep up with you guys. I'm not that interested anymore. Like the time has passed, but I'm sure you guys remember me pushing hard for those three bands when we first started out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause most of I mean, I knew who POD was, but I didn't yeah. know who project was. And I really wasn't familiar with blindside. I was familiar with that single, but yeah, not really the band themselves. How about you, Casey? Who were you? Uh, who were you pushing hard then? Some of the, I mean, other than the classic rock, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about the classic rock, but uh, yeah, I got a, I got a couple here that was really into when we started in 2004. Uh, we had 311, which that was one of our favorite uh, early show moments when we played Creature for a while, because all of us in the studio had our headphones on and all <laughs> of us started headbanging at a certain part of the song when it starts kicking in and all of us lost our headphones at the exact yeah, same time. When he <laughs> says, watch it now and, watch the, it now. and the music goes in, like all of us like just real he- hard headbanged and like every <laughs> single one of our headsets flew off Yeah, at the same time. Great memory. That came out... Uh, relatively right before we started the show i believe so that there have always been you know a a staple there another one for me there would be uh incubus incubus was definitely one that i enjoyed and we've seen live a handful of times and i want to ask you maybe this is something that we go deeper in another time but just out of curiosity make yourself or morning view if you had to pick um If Ooh, I had to pick science. Yeah. If, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go if, science. All right. If, if I had to pick, it would be make yourself, but I am one of the few that really, really enjoyed Morning View. I, I love them all. I love them all. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I do. But science is my favorite. Like I fucking love science. Fungus Among Us was good, but it was so weird that it was just you know, it was it was too funk. Yeah. But science is man, I, I that is probably one of my favorite albums of all time. There you go. All right. I'm just yeah. curious. Go on. <laughs> Incubus yeah. is, is definitely one of my keepers as well. And then the other one for me, we've already talked about him briefly, but Breaking Benjamin was just really huge in St. Louis specifically. And definitely around 2004 with, you know, Halo 2 and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think they had just put out their first album, Saturate, in 2002, which was just huge. And they toured and kept coming back to St. Louis. And, and the radio station, The Point, was just promoting the hell out of them. All the time. Um, yeah. And so St. Louis really did fall in love with the band and they fell in love with St. Louis. And so I feel like, yeah, because like, I I don't know when their second album came. I think it was 2004. I think it was. I'm pretty sure. We're not alone. Yes. I think that was 2004 that it came out. And that's another reason why, because it was like they grew with the show. Yes. They did. And that, you know, that album was huge as well. Breaking Benjamin was interesting because I got super into them at the end of high school and then it carried over directly into college when they they put out that second album and like kept getting bigger and bigger. And they were just, yeah, St. Louis, they considered uh, probably still to this day, like St. Louis, one of their like homes, second like they're from Pennsylvania. But like, yeah, (laughs) but I think that St. Louis has got to be top five, maybe higher of their favorite cities because we just were supported them so hard for so long. Not not us particularly, but also, yeah. also but just yeah, St. Louis as a city. Yes. I mean us. I was there. I was every day at, at every yeah. damn concert. I was gonna say oh, yeah. Bre- I've, <laughs> I've seen them probably a handful of times. Yeah. I've, I was gonna yeah. say Breaking Benjamin's probably on the the short list of bands that I've seen the most out of any mm-hmm. band. Yeah, they might be one along with Shine Down, Seether, and Chevelle that I've maybe seen double digits. Yeah, I don't. They're probably due to They're a sev- all close due to a severe number of point fests because yes. <laughs> those guys are always point fest headliners and yep. we saw we saw chevelle and breaking benjamin just together at uh the pageant a couple of times i think too yeah and we talked about this before but i'm just gonna throw it out there chevelle being where most of my other favorites from that era have fallen off chevelle even with a couple of slight dips remains to me one of the most consistent 
hard bands of the last 20 years. I discovered them in 99 and still enjoy listening to them now, including new stuff. So, yeah, I think that's one of the few uh, <laughs> that few. we could say that about. I mean, you know, th- th- there's a couple other ones that I think on uh, that list are still solid. I just don't feel that they've been putting out like a list shit the entire yeah. time. And I, I mean, I you could say that Chevelle's not done that great. Some here and you know points here and there, but like, yeah, I mean, you know, majority of the bands that we played all have staying power. But you know, Godsmack's up there. I, I, I think that I definitely would have to keep them up there too. Deftones. Deftones yep. are Deftones as far as like hard rock, like metal kind of stuff. I feel like they're like the pinnacle of consistency. Yeah, and and, and Seven Dust and yeah, yeah. So and and, and then and also Seven Dust was on that initial list too. Yeah, and also to close to close that out. Shortly thereafter, we started the show. Is and we've told this story before, but it bears repeating on the <laughs> the, the itch anniversary. But uh, Skin Dread getting the Ooh. single, getting the single of Nobody. And basically being the first station in St. Louis to play them ever. And basically at any point in time uh, that always holds something special for the itch is skin, skin dread. Not just that, but then they continued to put out music that was fucking awesome. And nobody again played it uh, for whatever damn reason. And so we just felt like it was an obligation to play them. (laughs) We have to rep them. And they just continue to get better. Like, honestly, like it's hard to say a band that's been around for 15, 20 years that they probably just put out one of their best albums. Right. Like that's, you can't say that or that they just keep putting out albums that you could say are their best albums. Like every single album that they've released, like in the last decade or or 12 years has been fucking amazing. Like, right. (laughs) Right. And they're getting ready to do another one. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. (laughs) So so that is definitely one band that I can say was my favorite when we first discovered them back in 2004. And it's still probably my favorite right now. Um, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait for the new music. Cause like when big things came out, like I don't, I don't think I stopped listening to that album for months. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's, let's dive into the the three that we're into now. Yeah, Dan just started that off, I think. Skin Dread's a good transition from the past well, to think, the present. Well, yeah. I think Skin Dread kind of is maybe for all of us. I, I, maybe you don't say it's your favorite, but I, I don't know. I think that uh, it is proverbially the Itch's favorite band. Yes. So we're just yes. going to go ahead and throw that out there. That, yes, they've yeah. been one of the few bands that I've liked beginning to, from the past and now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, now let's get into some, some of our favorite bands. I, you know, it's funny because uh, I didn't realize this at the time until just a second ago that I'm wearing the shirt of one of my new favorite <laughs> bands right now. And that's totally by coincidence. I didn't plan that, to be honest. So <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing a nothing more shirt. And so I discovered nothing more back in about 2018, right before they no, it was like, yeah, 2017, 2018, right? It was like yeah. about a year or so before they released the stories we tell ourselves. Yep. I, I just really got into the song Jenny. I, the whole album that that, album that that song is on was great. But then they released the stories that we tell ourselves. And that was such a phenomenal fucking album that I just fell in love with the band. And then we got to see him live. And oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, that... They were one of the coolest fucking acts I've seen in <laughs> such a long time. Yes. Yeah. They do four way drumming. Yeah. Okay. That I have to see. Oh, yeah, and then it, he's got like this weird fucking drum thing that he stands on and, and does. Oh my God. It ri- it's weird. It rises like, up into the yeah. air, like 10 feet. And then he yeah. rocks it and shit. Oh my God. It, it's like <laughs> the he, craziest rock show I've ever seen in, in a long time. And he does this all while being shirtless. Yeah, of course. He's got a, <laughs> he doesn't ever wear a shirt. He's the Iggy pop of fucking new metal. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> but so yeah that that nothing more is by and far been becoming one of my favorite bands ever since they released the stories that we tell ourselves and they just keep doing awesome shit like when the pandemic started one of their shirts that i'm wearing is is their tour t-shirt from the pandemic that says uh every date is basically stay at home uh yeah. this date stay at home <laughs> yeah the stay at home so, tour yeah it's called the stay at home Wash your hands tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And wrong. they released like face masks and stuff. And like, they just have been really cool about the whole thing. So yeah, that's, that's been one of my favorite bands uh, recently. I, I, I definitely absolutely love everything that they're doing. I can't wait for new music and to see them live again. 
All right. So my other two, I think it's kind of obvious of one of them to be grandson. Like we've been talking <sighs> yeah. about him for years, you know, for, since 2018, basically as well. I, you know, 2018 was just a great year for us, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything. It's the same thing. Everything he's done has just been amazing. I, I love all of his music. Everything he's released and continues to release is just another one of my favorite songs. So uh, the, the guy can't seem to do no wrong. Um, and my my last band that I'm going to add on this actually kind of came to me as a surprise because this I had to sit back and reflect about this because, you know, I still <laughs> love those other bands. But like I had to sit there and think, what band do I absolutely like, like just need to hear new music from? And every time they do, like I, I, I'm fucking stoked about it. Papa Roach. Hmm. Uh, okay. I yep. It, it's it's crazy like this band i was not that big of a fan of them when we were doing our show like they were kind of getting into their emo stage like don't get me wrong yeah we we loved getting away with murder not the whole yep. album but i loved that song the whole yep. album was okay and they kind of went into like their emo stage with metamorphosis or whatever that album yeah, name yep. is and so we kind of strayed away from them and i was also not a fan of like uh the want to be loved album i can't remember the name of it but the, it was like their second one so, but the more that this band has been around, like they just know what's going on. They just understand the music scene. They, they continue to grow and adapt and just like, I've always said they're the chameleons of rock. And, and I absolutely love everything that they've been putting out for like the last like decade, honestly, if not longer than that. And it's funny. Cause both myself and my wife have agreed to this now. Like when we, cause and this just kind of goes to show too, how much they've become my our favorite band myself and my wife's too because when we named our son jacoby in 2018 he was not named after jacoby shaddix we liked jacoby's name and that was it like it was just like oh yeah we like that name so that's just what we named our son now we tell people we've named him after jacoby shaddix oh yeah he's named <laughs> after rockstar he's totally named after jacoby shaddix yeah totally. <laughs> just claim it it's not true but just claim it what the just hell go with it yeah <laughs> It fell into place. And it's funny, too, because like anytime like a, a song comes on, I'm like, Jacoby, guess who it is? He's like, is this Jacoby Shaddix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Now nice. it's generational love. Yes. And they've got a new album coming out. Super stoked. They've already released four tracks off the album. Indeed. With mine, I'm trying to. So it's important to note that I moved to Chicago in 2013. And it wasn't really part of, you know, the itch, except for sporadically when I'd be back in town, I would join you guys. So I was very much. I very much grew away from regularly listening to rock music for a number of years until basically until we started this podcast again a couple right. of years back. Yep. And so like there's a there's a huge chunk of time where it's just like rock, like heavy stuff wasn't really my main listening. That said, it reminded me there are a couple of bands that have actually existed since well before we started the itch that I didn't necessarily love then that I love now, which is kind of interesting. One of them being Jimmy world, who I will always ride very hard for <laughs> um, another being local H who was kind of just a small thing, but being from Chicago themselves, I've seen them a couple times up here and just really grown to appreciate their staying power, even on a smaller scale than some of these other bands, but they just like, they're just like local legends pretty much up here. What's funny about that is that Brad was a huge fan of both those bands. And he was the reason why we played them when we first started the show is because he brought, well, not only did he have the, the albums that we could play them, yeah, um, but he was the one that, that suggested and wanted to play them on our show. That was, yeah, that wasn't me at that time, but nowadays it's totally me. Like I will absolutely push to play those. Um, and then a band that I discovered in the meantime, that is rock. They're kind of pop rock and they're not really itch style, but I just, I find their consistency and their, talent at making pop rock remarkable as a band called mother mother. So I would put them in my top actual favorites, but other than that, it's hard to say like favorite bands. Cause especially working with the podcast, a lot of my job, I feel like is just listening to a lot of new stuff. I'm kind of like, like being a music director, like for the radio station of just being like, here's some new stuff. You guys should check this out. And so it's like, I'm kind of moving on quickly and not necessarily stopping and listening. Does that make yeah. sense? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But that to say, a few bands that I have immensely enjoyed so far and think have great big things ahead of them. Uh, Teenage Wrist, we've done episodes on all these and interviews with the next two. The Violent, 
<laughs> who came out of a band that you guys were into that I never heard of until the yep. violent yep, yep. <laughs> and the dead deads. So all three of those are current, like these guys are hot. I think they're going to like, I greatly enjoyed everything I've heard of them. And I think that they're going to do, they're going to keep growing and be cool. So I, I'd like to throw the oxymorons onto that list. here. Yes. That's yeah. A great ad. I was gonna say you guys are you guys are kind of taking up my my three there. That, Sorry, <laughs> did we just, did we just, just, your, just totally stole your thunder? <laughs> Who you got? Who's your current favorites? Well, I was gonna throw uh, it's it's three that we've we've interviewed, but it's it's not just because we've interviewed them. It's it's because of how far I hope that they end up going. Mm. Uh, the oxymorons is definitely one because just talking with those guys and there's they're so chill and down to earth and and yep. awesome to talk to and put out phenomenal music yes and they i think they're kind of comparable to skin dread in a way just because they're so uh they bring so much to the table yes uh, yeah. a, as a band and then uh eve under fire is is definitely one f- for me just because they put so much passion behind their music and it's you know eva's lyrics are very well thought out and it's very meaningful and powerful and, and, you know, mental health and mm-hmm. addiction and all the, all the hard topics that, that, uh, you know, we should be talking about as a society. I, I think they do a really good job conveying that into music form. And I just, I, I can't wait for that album to come out and, and listen to it in its entirety. And then the other, other one for me, I think would be Saul, hmm. that album that they came out with, last year was top to bottom just phenomenal and I, I know that they're working on a new new album right now and i just hope that they uh capitalize on the success of their their first album so just to sell something here the last five bands we just mentioned basically we do have <laughs> interviews with <laughs> we did an interview with saul you can look at that one up in the archives we've done a couple with eva that were fantastic we had that great chat with oxymorons uh, the Dead Deads as well, and The Violent. Teenage Risk, we still haven't gotten to. Grandson, <laughs> we tried, and we're going to try again. We're going to we're gonna have to try to have the oxymorons uh, talk to them about interviewing. Yep. Uh, yeah, nothing, no, yeah, nothing more in Skin Dread, or sorry, <laughs> nothing more in Papa Roach. <laughs> nothing more in Papa Roach are like top level, like dream interview wishes. And Skin yeah. Dread, we've spoken to as well. And, and uh, it's not really a spoiler. It, this one's not a spoiler. It's a prediction. Uh, to invert Paul Heyman. We're going to we're going to talk to Skindred again. It's not booked, but we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. They're I mean they've been busy. They've been trying to get back on tour and they did. Um and, and finish their new back album in the studio, yeah. yeah, finishing the new album. So I'm sure that we will have plenty of time to talk to them right before they release or right after they release the new stuff. We're yep. going to do everything in our power to make that happen. Oh, we so, will. Yeah. <laughs> Because remember, we're family, right? Aaron, yeah, we Aaron. are. That's right. We grew up together. <laughs> we grew up together. We grew up together. <laughs> Such a silly thing. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, you can see like our taste has kind of changed and then kind of stayed the same. Like it's interesting. Yeah. Some of those bands that we that we brought to the table that we don't really think about quite nearly as much anymore. But that's all right. I think that the itch has evolved and grown. I know when I came back, there was a time period where I kind of like I would still be loosely paying attention to like the playlist and what you guys were doing. And I, and I, there was a time when I felt like you guys were kind of repetitive after I left. And then there was a time where all of a sudden you guys just started discovering all new stuff. And I was like, okay, <laughs> now, now we're going somewhere. Like, I didn't know every time I would come to town, you'd go like, you guys would ask me like, have you heard this band? I'd be like, Nope. <laughs> and we're like, all right, we're playing it then. I'm like, this <laughs> yep. is great. Now I'm, now I'm the one out of touch. These guys are keeping up. <laughs> you say you say repetitive again the show is run from our own funds we were broke as i know <laughs> like we just graduated from college uh, it's true but what i meant was like you know we were still playing yeah we the were still playing the, the 90s stuff yeah right and there's there's yeah. room for that stuff we couldn't but afford new cds uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually you could and that was a great moment whenever exactly it, 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 it's really started to to develop into like yeah there's room to play some of those artists again here but but you were breaking a lot of bands that weren't getting played elsewhere and that was cool yeah we got careers and started being able to make money no honestly <laughs> yeah yeah we <laughs> There, no, there there was a couple of big con- contributors to that, and I do want to make sure that we take the time to acknowledge those people because one of those is 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 Casey's brother. That's true. Yeah, Nathan was a huge contributor of music towards the show, and I think that if it wasn't for for Nathan and uh, Jeremy, 
Jeremy was what we actually also considered the producer because he supplied so much of the music that we listened to or that we played on the show for quite some time. Yeah. That, yeah, it was there. I think because of their two contributions is really what helped us expand our library and to yep. try to get more different things and to get all these newer bands and stuff because we had other people contributing, not just me and Casey. Me and Casey were just the face of it. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Not even the face, the voice, I guess. The voice, <laughs> the, the driving force. Yes. <laughs> the people that showed up every fucking Sunday, unlike everybody else. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And all that was cool because I think that that transitioned well into what we're doing right now, which is I think there's a great like synchronicity between the the two programs, the radio show and the podcast. And with that kind of shared goal. Yeah, we cover bands that have been around for 25 years, like Nonpoint. We just did. But also and while we're at it, shout out to Jason Zilstra. Happy birthday. That just happened right after we recorded that interview. And also shout out to Chicken Biscuit. (laughs) The bus driver for Blacktop Mojo, whose birthday was right after we released that one. As I said, my favorite convenience store clerk ever. Ever, yeah. So we still cover some of those bands that have been around for a long time. But a lot of the focus of this show is really like, who are the guys that we want to see grow in this genre that will, you know, kind of be the next generation? And that's been a heck of a lot of fun. Yes, it has been. So, guys, I will say that, uh, you know, before we wrap it up, I will say that one of the reasons why we've been doing this show is because you guys are fucking awesome. And I, I really truly enjoy <laughs> doing this with you. Uh, it, it's funny. Cause Aaron, you know, you, you said that when you moved to Chicago and you kind of listened to uh, the different music, like me and you didn't really talk too much because we didn't see each other that much. You weren't, you, you were coming to the show occasionally. We didn't really like discuss stuff that we did now. And so now that like we're doing the podcast together, I truly feel that we have become best friends again. We're, uh, we're much closer and, now than before. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's crazy. <laughs> Cause like, I, you know, I have some of my fun, my, my, my most uh, fun experiences recently have been just through our, our, our chats and like our different like <laughs> reactions through to each other's stuff <laughs> <laughs> that all of us do. Yeah. Uh, so I, I will say, yeah, you guys are the reasons why I've continued doing this. And I truly appreciate uh, the experience that we've had together. Yeah. Likewise, I, I've I've wanted to you know, all know this and we talked about it on these episodes before. I've wanted to be to start a podcast and experience what that's like for for ages. And when the pandemic provided that opportunity, which was great, because instead of going it alone, it was like, here's two dudes that I've known forever and already have chemistry with. Yeah. Like this is that's a really good starting off point for that show. And so having great co-hosts is a very important piece of that. Yeah, it, it's just funny because like I feel like I was and I, I know I am actually I was the reason why we didn't do this for so long. because <laughs> I just was like, nah, I don't want to do that. That's we already do enough. Dan, Dan's the one that's hard to pull into the future of technology. Right, right. <laughs> but but what's what makes that even funnier, though, is because of the pandemic and not being able to do the radio show, you were also partially the reason why we started it in the yeah. first place. Yeah, because I, I was like, this is two months. This is too, this is too fucking long. I need, I need to talk about music. <laughs> you got to yeah. do something. That was great. I, that text is one of my favorite texts. <laughs> you you also have to remember that uh, we were quarantined in house. I had a two and a four year old. Yeah. Um, and was about to fucking kill somebody because <laughs> you can't talk music to a two and a four year old. <laughs> That's true. And, and I mean, my wife. But yeah, we, I mean, like I talk, you know, my wife is is awesome. My best friend. But like. I don't know. There's only so much you can talk to, you know, 24 hours about music with yeah. somebody that you already know their opinion. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. And their opinion doesn't really change very much from what they like. You know, I mean, like right. she likes what she likes and that's not going to change. <laughs> well, I'm happy yeah. to have made it 18 years here. Yes, that's incredible. Next year for next year for 19, we'll just replay this episode and I'll just dub in 19 for all the 18s. <laughs> And then we'll party, we'll plan a big party for number 20. And that's that's the other crazy thing, you know, just looking at how time goes. You know, when we started this, we were, you know, 19, 20 year old kids. And now it's been almost that amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> you you got to bring it full circle. It would call us old again. I do. I do. Casey always be calling us old. <laughs> hey, age is age is just a number. That's true. I was nineteen. You're right. I was nineteen when yeah. we started the show. Same this here. has been this has been almost half our lives now. <laughs> yep. It's wild. It's getting there. <laughs> but I wouldn't change a thing. 
Well, I, I would. I would have started doing the podcast sooner. <laughs> right on, right on. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate everyone who listens here and on the radio show. We have some really cool things we're planning in the next few months and a couple of ideas that we're toying with that uh, we can't really talk about yet because we don't really know what we're doing yet. <laughs> right, right. Or if ever. they happen, that will be awesome. Yes. And so... There's lots of stuff on the horizon. Yeah, the itch is still going to keep trying to grow uh, and try to provide things that hopefully people enjoy. We've got great responses to uh, all of our recent interviews. And so, you know, the more we can do with those, the better. It seems like people really like them. So we're pushing we're pushing for that with some really cool guests we've been in communication with. So thanks for sticking with us and, and, and helping us enjoy this trip, because if we were just talking about music and nobody listened, we'd probably still do it, but it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely appreciate all the listeners out there and uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, crazy trip down memory lane for the itch. We're sorry if it felt self-indulgent. We're just really excited. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that very often. We, we only do yeah. it on occasion. So there you go. So thank you very much for listening to the itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time. Enjoy radio and rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. Totally cancelled.